Hello, everyone. Um, welcome back to my channel or welcome back to my podcast if you are listening to this in the uh, audio only version. Today, we are going through a historic moment, a historic moment for my channel, obviously not for the world, but who knows, maybe one day we're going to be looking back at this, uh, at this episode. Um, we have our very first guest, um, Alexandra, uh, Alexandra Pavlovska uh, is uh, one of my favorite humans on this planet. Uh, she is a fellow light worker. Um, we've known each other for years. We've worked together um, in what I like to call my previous life when I was working in advertising. <laughs> Alex is um, a poet. Uh, she is a very enlightened human being. Um, she, by the way, I'm going to talk about her astrology in a bit, uh, just to give you an idea. She's a Sagittarius sun and a Cancer rising. Um, and today we're going to be talking about all things manifestation together from a spiritual perspective, from an astrological perspective, obviously the two are kind of like uh, merging together. And we're also going to uh, give you some tools to take away and to apply in your life, because both Alex and I have a lot of Capricorn in our chart. So if it ain't working in the real life, then why are we even doing it? Alex, over to you. Thank you so much for the introduction, Roxanne. I'm just so excited to be the first guest on your uh, on your channel. And I'm just super excited to be talking about manifestation and how to bring it to life and what my experience with it is. I'm uh, honored to have you and uh, folks, please let us know after you watch this, uh, your thoughts and share with us your tips as well, if you have any. Um, first and foremost, let us talk about what does manifestation mean, Alex? I mean, I have my own definition. There's so many, there's so many um, resources now on the internet, so many books, so many self-help uh, tools, but how do you define manifestation? So for me, manifestation is a night of creating your life consciously. So creating your life in alignment to what matters to you and what you want to bring more of. So for me, manifestation really starts with investigating what you want, what you're here to do and what feels right. Um, and that also includes looking what doesn't feel right and what you want to be doing less of. Um, and it's just a very, very conscious work of um, deciding what you want to be creating, taking steps to becoming a person that can hold that space um, and attracting it through your energy, through your actions um, as well. Thank you. That makes so much sense. Um, can I ask you, you've mentioned something in our uh, pre-recorded talk. Um, we always manifest things. What do you mean by that? We all, you say something you say something along the lines of we manifest without even intending to because I, I feel like people in this day and age, they have this image in their head where uh, manifestation involves um, some sort of like ritual and it involves kind of like sitting down and saying, okay, I'm manifesting things. But is that all there is to it? Or tell us more. So manifestation is really about what we're thinking and what we're feeling as much as about what we're doing. And this is something that really has taken me by surprise because I always thought that manifestation and creating your life is about taking action, making plans. And that's really what I focused on for long periods um, of my life. And then through learning and reading, I have discovered that it is as much about how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking and the things I repeat in my head. So if I repeat to myself that I'm not good for something or something cannot come to me or that something is impossible, how can this become a part of my life? Um, I will not take action to create it. I will not attract it. Maybe if there will be a possibility or opportunity coming my way, I will just not even notice it because I think that it's not possible. Um, and then another aspect of that is also how we're feeling. And this one is a really big one for me. I think that a big part of work on manifestation and creating our life is to really investigate how we're feeling about things, um, investigating our belief systems, um, 
and really working on that and creating from that place. And so one of the things that I started doing last year during the pandemic, when I was creating my life vision, I really started from, and this was the first time when I approached it this way, is that the first page that I've opened my notebook was, how do I want to feel? And that really included for me looking at how I've been feeling that doesn't necessarily align with that vision. So looking at the uncomfortable things and examining why is that a part of how I'm feeling? What else is there for me to heal? Um, and then really creating this vision that I wanted to aspire to. So what kind of person do I want to be? How do I want to show up in the room? How people want to, like, how do I want people to feel around me? Uh, you know, how do I want the energy to change every time that I enter the room? What kind of person do I want to be? What do I want to be believing in? And, and that for me is really the foundation uh, of everything. So I call this um, just like really working on the foundation. So uh, foundational goals. Um, and from there, I think we can really just create a strong, a strong life that really aligns with who we are and what we're here to do. So the, what I'm getting from this um, is before we actually start manifesting uh, or because people have this idea of, I want to manifest a goal. I want to manifest a relationship. I want to manifest a, a job. Um, first, we have to examine our feelings, how we're feeling in the present moment. Does this feeling align with our goal? Does this feeling align with our vision? And also, this is beautifully said, what you've mentioned, we are so, let's say, um, ingrained with this idea that we have to chase after material, tangible, visible goals by society, by the world that we live in, by, uh, by uh, Western culture in, uh, in general, that we forget the fact that manifestation can also be linked to feeling balanced, feeling happy, feeling calm, um, manifesting tranquility. So it's not just uh, manifesting a specific tangible, visible status symbol in our life. Um, very beautifully said, very beautiful. And I have to say, I'm like definitely guilty of uh, seeing manifestation in that very kind of like narrow uh, view. But hey, we live and, uh, and learn. Um, Alex, can you share more about the tools that you use for manifestation uh, in your life in general? So one of the things that I do is I journal a lot. And I think journaling is just this really great tool for you to even realize what's happening internally. Um, because sometimes I just open a notebook and I ask myself questions. Uh, how am I feeling? Um, but when it comes to manifestation, it's also why do I want this? And I think this is a key for me when you're making a plan for your life or you're really goal setting uh, is to really just look within and ask yourself, why do I want this? And what is my really true intention uh, for my life? Because maybe, um, you know, the goal that you're setting for yourself right now could be starting a business or getting something tangible, uh, like buying something. Um, but the true intention of what you want is to be happier, to be, to be fulfilled. Um, and I think the really the biggest work is that emotional landscape and really ensuring that we are fine no matter what is manifesting around us. So whether you're going to get that goal or not, if you're going to be a happy, fulfilled person, what an achievement uh, that is. So for me, is always coming back to coming back to that. Um, one of the things that I also do is I have a scrapbook, and my scrapbook is a sacred compilation of everything that I want to bring in my life. The way I work with it is just a um, a notebook that I print pictures to. I write down what I want to bring. I am very very 
careful what goes in it. And I think this is an approach that I generally have in my life. Even when I uh, decorate my room, I'm just very, very careful what goes in it. I want to make sure that I'm creating the life consciously and that things that go in it really make me feel good and are the right the right things that I surround myself with. So that's the same approach that I have to my scrapbook. And I feel like this is a very, very sacred exercise because this is where you can be really honest with yourself um, and allow anything that your soul is calling you to do or every, anything that is emerging, whether it makes sense yet or not, to land on paper. And the moment you put it on paper, it already exists somewhere. It is already in a physical space. Um, so it's coming from your soul to the paper. Um, and I love just working with bringing it to life. So giving a description, uh, putting on pictures. And one thing that I do as well is that I do not show my scrapbooks, uh, my visions to anybody. So what I do... Why? Tell us why. Tell us why. So this is something that I've learned. Um, and when I heard about this, it made just so much sense. Because sometimes what you want to bring to your life can absolutely not make sense to anybody else. So people might bring the energy, oh, why do you want this at all? Oh no, this is not possible. Um, so there is an additional layer that you will have to like filter through. Um, and just the idea behind it is that you want to put the, all the energy that you have into creating or manifesting or even just like becoming a person that can hold the space of, of your dream instead of explaining to somebody that something is impossible or even just fighting the seeds of doubt that were planted in your head because of that. And that's why what I do with my scrapbook is that I put them somewhere visible in my room because I feel like, you know, the dreams already have the energy. So I want to be able to see them. I want them to be a part of my room. So every time that I see the scrapbook, I'm subconsciously reminded of what's coming into my life already. It's like, oh, these are the possibilities that are uh, awaiting me. And then the, the last thing that I would say about it is that I really also approach it as this like notebook of hope. So when you have a situation, when you are going through some difficulties or things aren't going your way, um, this notebook is just like a compilation of possibilities of life. So these things can still happen. These things can still, um, you know, come to my life. These are the good things that can happen in my life. Um, with the note of you don't always have to know how they're going to come so to me there are two types of goals those that you can come up with a plan to create so a simple goal you know you can come up with the ladder of okay to get this i have to do this and this and that and there are also goals that just come to you and you really feel like this is something that it's meant for you, but it's so big that you just don't know how you're even going to bring it into life. And I always say that put that dream on paper anyway, because sometimes in 10 years, it's just so magical to see how that actually was possible. Um, because things can happen. Life is magical. Um, and I think a part of doing a scrapbook is just allowing this magic and reminding yourself of this magic that uh, that life is. So beautiful, so beautiful. I absolutely love it. I was writing down, I'm, folks, for those of you who are watching and listening to this, I have to say every time I catch up with Alex, because we're now living in different cities for a very short period of time, during all of our calls, I, I literally take notes and it weren't where she's coaching me in a way without actually intending to coach me. She is literally like a gold mine of wisdom. So please apply her learnings in your uh, in your life. It's very interesting what you've uh, what you've mentioned that you keep. Um, so two things stood out to me: the fact that you you keep it um, your 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 scrapbook and your vision. Uh, you keep it somewhere where you can see it, so that it can seep into your subconscious um so many spiritual schools and self-development schools say 
you have to reprogram your subconscious in order for it to create and to generate the reality, the new reality that is going to make you happier, more fulfilled, etc. And the subconscious speaks through images, through symbols, and um, you reprogram it through repetition because we are already programmed from our childhoods and also uh, very likely from previous lifetimes because we have been exposed to the same type of environments, stimuli, um, words, uh, attitudes from our parents, from our culture, from our teachers. And in order to reprogram uh, these core beliefs, there is a need to kind of like pound it in <laughs> over time once again through repetition there is actually great magic that, uh, that that comes into it it's also very interesting that um in ceremonial magic um they say don't talk about your magic uh, don't uh talk about the spells that you are doing uh which is obviously like a more a more uh, an even more occult um practice but it is also very strongly geared towards uh manifestation because you don't want someone else's thoughts coming into your magic and diluting your powers and diluting your energy to, uh, to manifest. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And um, journaling and scrapbooking are absolutely uh, tools that I have started to use in my life after talking to Alex. I, I, have, to, I have to mention that. Um, do you want to share? Maybe you don't but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Um, do you wanna share some of your experience with uh, the planet Saturn in your life, Alex? And I'm going to explain why for those of you who are listening to this. Saturn in astrology is um, the planet that governs the 3D material reality. So obviously um, spiritually uh, there are various schools um, that teach us that we are all one with the universe, we are all connected, we um, all come from the same source, um, there is no me and you, there's just the all and we are all small pieces of the all, but we live in a 3D material reality and uh, there is no better planet to explain the symbolism of 3D material reality than Saturn. Uh, Saturn is father time, Saturn is structure, its rules, its boundaries, uh, its limitations. Now we need structure and limitations because otherwise we wouldn't even have bodies. Uh, so our bodies and especially the structure of our body, um, so the skeleton, um, is ruled by Saturn. Uh, the skin, which is an external barrier that keeps us from having our organs exposed, uh, is also ruled by Saturn. Um, and Saturn is very strongly linked with bringing things into the 3D material reality. So in a way, it's more linked towards the goals that are um, visible, tangible, and that uh, change your 3D life in a specific way, even if they only have to do with your physical body. They don't all have to do with money and status and career, although uh, Saturn governs status and career and social approval and uh, our public reputation in general in astrology. And we've had a very interesting talk about um, our experience uh, of Alex's Saturn return. Are there any lessons or actual experiences that you would like to share? Saturn return. Okay. <laughs> that is a big one. So one thing that I could compare Saturn return to is in tarot, there is a tower card when basically a tower is set on fire and people are jumping because like the tower is tumbling down. Uh, so this is really how I can compare the Saturn, um, Saturn return. So I feel like Saturn return is this moment when your life completely shifts and things that were set in stone in your life suddenly start tumbling down and you kind of have to rebuild your life. And I feel like this is a really important part about manifestation is just to understand and almost to surrender, which is very difficult to do, to the fact that we are constantly changing as people and that what we value in life and what we want to be bringing to our life can be changing constantly. 
uh, and create that space to uh, to rediscover yourself almost. Uh, that's why I love journaling so much because it just allows me to reevaluate myself, my priorities, uh, and just check in with myself. Does this still matter to me as much as it used to? Um, and to focus my attention on other things. Uh, but I would love for you uh, to speak a little bit more on the Saturn return and how does it look from astrological point of view because you're the one who taught me that and you are also the one who told me when it finished in my life, which I was just very happy to hear. <laughs> Alex would have thrown a party, but we were, I think, yes, we were already uh, in the pandemic and the lockdown. So here we are now, haven't yet thrown the party, but we will. Um, the Saturn return and the, and the Saturnian cycle in general um, is indeed known as a cycle in our life when we go through a period of restructuring what our life looks like. Now, generally, because Saturn is associated with the 3D material reality and the pillars of our life, there can be drastic changes in our life that have to do with work, career, living situation, um, relationships in uh, our life. So the pillars of our life that are also in a way visible to the world around us. Also health is a very Saturnian thing. So during our Saturn return, we may experience for the very first time, uh, let's say, um, a face-off with our own mortality in a way. We start realizing, actually, you know what? Like I can't party three nights in a row because I have work to do and uh, my body just can't regenerate itself the way it did at the age of 18. Um, we generally go through two Saturn returns in our life. I mean, obviously, unless we live to be 90 years of age, uh, which uh, some people do uh, experience that, and it's absolutely fantastic. Um, the first Saturn return um, is happening generally around the age of like 28, 29. Um, the second Saturn return, roughly uh, around um, the age of like 58-ish. So a complete Saturnian cycle takes 29.5 years, but Saturn spends roughly two and a half years in a sign, hence why we look at the entire time frame. Uh, the way I define the Saturn return is the, the period, the two and a half year period, roughly um, in, in length, when Saturn goes through the same sign that your natal Saturn in your own chart was placed at the time of your birth. So I don't just look at the, some astrologers look at just the degree of Saturn. I actually see this cycle as being a very important and life-altering uh, chapter um, in, in our life in general that is lasting for more than just a few months. It's uh, a chapter that is really taking its time to unfold and the changes that are unfolding within our Saturn return are likely to be very long lasting because they are essentially preparing us for the next three decades in our life until the following Saturn return. Um, Saturn comes into our life and says, you've built a few things for yourself. Are you sure that this is exactly like you said? Are you sure that this is exactly what you're meant to be doing? Um, or or are, how serious are you about these things that you have built in your life? Are you willing to put in the extra effort to go the extra mile? Are you really willing to stick it out? Now, Saturn sometimes can bring a blessing in disguise, which it might not seem like it when it's happening to us. But looking back retrospectively throughout our life, we may uh, look back, let's say, five years later, um, following our Saturn return and say, oh, look, I've reached this point where I'm very happy in my life and I'm so successful at X, Y, Z. And had I not gone through that particular failure or that particular, uh, let's say, loss of a job or that particular um, breakup in my relationship, I wouldn't have moved to a new city. I wouldn't have started uh, something new. I wouldn't have tried uh, this, uh, this particular experience. So Saturn generally manifests itself as a series of obstacles in our life um, that really um, pushes us against the wall and says, you have to get serious about this. Do you really want this in your life? Is this really serving your um, greater goals? Is this in alignment with your higher self? Because I, I feel like a lot of people struggle with this uh, 
their ego might be saying, I want this in my life. Why are you taking this job away from me? It is so important to my identity. But your higher self and your soul might be saying, actually, we've got a lot uh, better plans for you uh, in uh, in store. But first, you got to get you got to give up on this uh, on this part of your life. Um, we experience a certain amount of limitation and restriction during our Saturn return. There is generally Saturn is very thrifty and it says you don't need this, you don't need this, you don't need this, you can live without this, 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 this and that and it leaves us feeling a little bit naked. It's like why have you taken away all of these external props in my life? Who am I without them? And that is the question. Who are you without them? It forces us to reevaluate who we are. It forces us to reevaluate our goals. Um, and many times it forces us to rebuild our lives indeed, because Saturn is um, the uh, great architect of, uh, of the universe. And we set new goals during uh, a Saturn return. And we also become realistic about having to give up on certain parts of our life that we realize actually maybe this is not where I want to be headed or maybe this is not meant for me. We also become very aware of our limitations during the first Saturn return in particular which happens between roughly the ages of like 28 to 30. It's a rite of passage from young adulthood to full-blown adulthood and um, at this time we are pushed generally by circumstances that feel outside of our control because Saturn can really act like that. It's like an external obstacle that we consciously did not choose, um, or that's what the ego is telling us, uh, is forcing us to um, really acknowledge, you know what, maybe I'm not going to be um, a uh, famous athlete. <laughs> in this lifetime. It's like I had a dream or I had some kind of like possibilities and options in my head and I had interests in kind of like various different directions and I, I didn't commit yet to one specific direction or I had multiple experiences. Well, now I'd better get real about it. It looks like this, this particular, um, let's say, uh, goal or dream. Maybe it's not what I'm, uh, best at in this uh, lifetime. Saturn also wants us to commit to one path. And generally we can tell what that path is um, by looking at where your natal Saturn is placed in your chart and what sign it is placed in because th these both color the uh, experience of, uh, of your Saturn um, return. When we commit to one path, we obviously let go of the various multiple options out there. And uh, that can feel very challenging because all of a sudden our life is no longer filled with all of these possibilities and uh, maybe I'm going to try something else and tomorrow I might do something differently. It's like, no, are you committed to this or not? The, let's say, the, the, the positive side effect of, uh, of Saturn is um, it really makes us um, evaluate our priorities, reevaluate our priorities, our goals. Um, if we realize, actually, I need to commit to this, is this really what I want to do? Uh, then we are asked for uh, roughly two and a half years to stick it out and to keep pushing and to keep working. And many times the experience of the Saturn return is actually quite draining in terms of energy. Uh, there, no matter where uh, your Saturn return is happening, what house in your chart, what uh, sign in your chart, there can be a feeling of, I've got so much work to do. I am exhausted. When can I take a break? And Am I really going to see the results of my work when now? No, it's not going to happen now. It's going to happen in a few years time. So hang on in there. And in today's day and age and in our society that um, is so oriented towards instant gratification. I, I see it. I have it. I take it. And oh, like life is so good, uh, like home delivery. That's a very tough pill to swallow. Now, um, our first Saturn return also makes us conscious of the fact that we don't have that much time in our life. We become aware of time. Saturn is father time. It's like, if I want to do something in a direction, I'd better get started when now, because life is flowing 
past me and I might lose my train of opportunity. When am I going to commit to this? Now, commitment can mean uh, many things for many different people. It doesn't just have to be career. It can be a relationship. It can be uh, starting a family. Uh, it can be giving up on a relationship uh, because that's something that happens for many people, especially um, if you've been with someone for a very long time throughout your 20s and you reach a point at the center return where you ask yourself, do I really see myself having, having a future with this person or not? Um, Saturn brings karmic challenges and tests. Um, and ultimately it is meant to reconnect us with what is, what is one of our major karmic lessons and duties in this lifetime. And I know no one likes it to have duties. I mean, who does? <laughs> But there will always be uh, a, a theme of duty and responsibility in our life, wherever Saturn is placed in our chart. If it's placed in the seventh house, it's towards um, helping other people and consultancy and relationships and understanding others. If it's placed in the fourth house, it can be towards family. Uh, if it's placed in the 11th house, it can be towards a greater cause. And during our Saturn return, we uh, are... Um, reminded in a way of what one of our major duties is and the fact that it's going to take a lot of energy and consistency and effort over extended period of times um, of time to uh, fulfill that uh, that duty I feel like I've spoken so much about Saturn we are invoking him as we as we speak by the way folks I am going through my Saturn return as we speak. Whenever someone is texting me or whenever I'm talking to someone, it's like, what are you doing, Rux? I'm literally working. <laughs> if you're wondering what I'm doing these days, one thing, one thing only, I'm working, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm very lucky because I absolutely, uh, I absolutely love it. And uh, otherwise I wouldn't be doing what I'm, what I'm doing. Rex, thank you for this. This was just, um, I really felt that. Um, so for anybody who is going through the Saturn return, we're sending just a lot of positive energy and just um, hang in there. Um, for anybody who uh, is struggling with letting things go, and I think this is a really big part of the Saturn returning, um, that things things are just filtering through um, one of the things to remember is that not everything is meant to happen and I think this is just like a golden rule of goal setting and manifesting is that not everything we plan for our life is just simply meant to happen and that is completely okay that just means that there is a better plan for us awaiting and uh, there is a beautiful book called The Surrender Experiment uh, that talks exactly about it. When there are transitions in your life, um, the importance and beauty actually uh, of surrendering into them and seeing what's on the other side, uh, because it might be just surprising what beautiful things uh, are awaiting. Thank you. Speaking of resources, Alex, do you have any other books to recommend to us? So for anybody who is starting with manifestation, um, The Secret is a beautiful book. It is, uh, this is a, The Secret is a foundation of manifesting. I, my knowledge of manifesting and just my feelings, my thought bringing things to me actually started from The Secret. Um, there is also a documentary on Netflix um, called The Secret. Another book that I would recommend is by Gabby Bernstein um, called A Super Attractor. Uh, and the book is very much about how staying in the energy of joy, prioritizing the energy of joy, how hard, however hard it might be sometimes, actually benefits us and uh, the fulfillment of what we're trying to bring um, into our life. Um, so definitely these are uh, two books I would recommend. The work of Michael uh, Beckwood is also something that I have been listening to more and more, following him on Instagram. Uh, and I just love his approach to just like so soulful goal settings. And he really talks a lot about just emotions and the importance um, 
when you're setting any goals and when you're creating creating your life so i love that uh, speaking of people who you follow on Instagram is, uh, or in general on the internet, is there anyone else in, uh, in particular that uh, comes to mind uh, now? Okay, first of all, with that, uh, I wanted to say that internet is just like a magical tool from which like manifestations come to you sometimes. So one thing about manifestation is that um, when you ask really informative empowering questions life always gives you answers so i call this like speaking to life right uh, so i don't know what you believe whether you believe in god or universe uh, i prefer to call it speaking to life um, and whenever i ask a question life always responds to me in one form or the other so the 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 tool here is to ask a question in an empowering way so for example instead of why this is happening to me it could be what is it here to teach me this is actually a question that oprah asks a lot what is this here to teach me how is this here to better my life um what is it here to change or how can how can i best support myself through this experience uh, this is something that I ask very, very, very often. How can I support myself best right now, whatever I'm going through? And I very often find that I know the answers. Oh, you need to rest a little bit more. You need to do this or you need to do that. And sometimes I don't know the answer, but it comes somehow. Sometimes it comes through a book. Um, sometimes it comes through a friend and sometimes it comes, comes through social media. So a lot of healers that I worked with that really supported me on my journey, I just randomly, there's no randomly, but they found me, like they post found me somehow on social media and I got introduced to their work and um, that really just helped me heal, uh, heal at my stage. One thing that I'm doing with social media as well is that just I'm filtering through what comes through me as well. So that it's another thing to just be very aware, being conscious of um, who you give access to yourself, because that's what social media really is, right? People are speaking to you mm -hmm. uh, through the screen. Um, in terms of any specific people that I follow right now, nobody comes to my mind. And I think it's just because I have been like really um, trying to use a little bit less of social media so that I have this like a little bit of me time. Um, so yeah, and sometimes that's, that's what needed the most. I absolutely couldn't agree more. And um... I think you've made you've made some uh, brilliant points, but uh, one in particular uh, really speaks to me. I uh, I really resonate with the idea of following and uh, following content and feeding yourself with content on the internet, on social media, um, that actually contributes to that state of mind and manifesting that reality for yourself that is the most empowering and that's going to make you the most fulfilled and the happiest. Otherwise, why are you following that sort of information? Why are you following those, uh, those types of people? Um, so folks, don't be afraid to unfollow. <laughs> don't be afraid to release. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. Manifestation is also about letting go of things, not just about attracting things in our uh, life. So sometimes we just need to get rid of the weight in our lives or the weight and the pressure on our shoulders. And that's fabulous manifesting. And speaking of letting go, um, do you work with the lunar cycles at all, um, Alex, with the new moon and the full moon? Because this is very popular today amongst uh, amongst millennials, amongst uh, Gen Z, um, everyone is, uh, um, let's say, becoming more and more familiar with the idea of like drawing things to you at the new moon and letting go of things at the full moon, which I think is beautiful. How, how is how 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 do you uh, relate to this? 
So I have an app on my phone with the moon cycles. Okay. So <laughs> sometimes I, I just kind of, even when I don't know whether it's full moon or new moon, I can kind of tell by the energy. So the full moon is just, you know, a lot of energy, a lot of can be nervous, nervousness, a lot of things coming up. Um, and then sometimes when I feel this urge for cleaning, I, very often check whether it's new moon because that's what happens uh, to me uh, to me in new moon so when you when you're working with your goals um it is really nice to be working with with the moon energy i think especially because then you can feel supported so you're working with the universal energy uh, so you're seeding things you know during the new moon and you you waiting for the energy of the moon to kind of shine shine on them and for the for the things to for the things to go. But actually, the part of letting go is very important for me. Um, I because it's just you have to sometimes make space for new things to to come. And then again, it's just this consciousness of what's in your space, what you're allowing in your space, um, and constantly just checking whether that it's good for you right now um, and letting things go and clearing things out uh, and opening the windows and saging, saging the space um, and allowing just the new space to set in. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Alex. And for those of you who are interested in working with uh, the moon more in manifestation, so there is this beautiful book called Moonology by uh, Yasmin Boland. I could just like show it here on the on the screen and uh, it well it's uh, it, it, it shares a, um, a wealth of information in various different techniques and rituals um, how to get in tune with the moon uh, how to plan your life with the with the new moon how the zodiac signs flavor the new moon obviously this is uh, something that we generally talk here uh, about on my channel quite a lot so for everyone who wants to, for anyone who wants to dive uh, deeper into the topic, uh, this is the book uh, for you. Um, how do you feel about life cycles, um, Alex? How do you feel about the idea that uh, everything happens at the, uh, how do we call it, the right time? What's your take mm -hmm. on that? So this is something that I have been working a lot with uh, recently because I, I'm a fire sign. I'm a Sagittarius. So I am like the doer, uh, you know, I like just making things happen and working towards them and goal settings and just, you know, like being in control. And if there's one thing that Saturn Eternal showed me and the recent months as well, that control is just an illusion uh, life really unfolds itself in its own way regardless your wishes sometimes um, and I've struggled quite a lot with just surrounding to it and trusting that there is a better plan so for me it involves a lot of just sitting down in a meditation uh, just being comfortable with all the feelings that come with change and not being able to control things um, and just reminding myself that you're in good hands you know Gabby Bernstein actually has a book uh, called universe has your back which I think is a really beautiful affirmation to remind yourself of um, is that you know I am guided I am supported um, there's something better coming for me um, and just sometimes it's just about repeating and uh, creating your own, own affirmations that you need. One of the things that I do as well is that um, I always surround myself with affirmations for the specific time that I change depending on what I need. So I have affirmations popping up on my phone. So I have the reminders of, you know, whatever I need to hear popping up on my phone the same time, the same day. Um, sometimes I just stick, him, stick them on the wall uh, so that I can see them every day. I have uh, affirmations like on my work desk that are about work, other affirmations somewhere else. And then I change them depend, depending on uh, what I need to hear. So sometimes we are the best people to say things that we need to hear to ourselves. And sometimes it is about just repeating and repeating and planting the seed of that of, of, of a different perspective 
as well so that we can start believing in it um, and then again our when our beliefs change our feelings change our energy changes and so our experience of life uh, changes too at the same time i'm absolutely uh let's say uh sold on the idea of affirmations because ever since we talked about them in my own life i have like affirmations close to my uh like on my on my um mirror in my in my bedroom i have affirmations uh like uh, next to my mirror in the bathroom it's like they're always there and i always kind of like like look at them it's like ah yeah i know i know i know it's uh it's uh it's what i'm meant to exactly what i'm meant to hear at this uh, at this uh, specific time um alex is there anything else any other thought that you would oh i actually have another question for you uh, before before uh before you uh, you share your final thoughts what is your favorite manifestation card um, from tarot? Uh, okay, so my two, two of my favorite manifestation, well, two of my favorite cards in tarot that I have been fascinated with recently is first, the tower, as we mentioned before, just because I think I'm really embracing, yes, I'm really embracing just the, um, the possibilities that the tower bring because when everything falls to the ground this is a place from which we are rebuilding ourselves and um, just focusing on the opportunities of that and just planting the seeds being very conscious and very careful what you put into the soil um, so the the power of this space is really fascinating to me and then another card that i have been paying special attention to right now is the fool so this is the ultimate creation card right the zero card the start of this of the cycle and i think actually it's very interesting what the name of this card is the fool which by default is very negative like the fool is a person who is like allowing themselves to be fooled um, was the way I see this card is more like somebody who just throws themselves into life and new ideas um, and the cautiousness of course is very necessary but it's also to me a card of optimism a lot of optimism so and courage because you need to have courage to start new things um and i love this card also because you know there's like a lot of spirits animals there is a dog you know there is this like really um a person with with his head high looking into possibilities and it just feels like the universe is supporting that person uh, there is a flower in his hand uh, and things are just really looking looking up. So for me, it's just courage and optimism of this card that it's very um, just beautiful. I love that. What, what, what has been yours? What has been yours favorite or your favorite? So my probably my all time favorite also because I have it tattooed on my arm is the Wheel of Fortune. So mm -hmm. reminding ourselves that what goes up must come down and what goes down must come up once again. And life is a wheel and time is a wheel and it's not linear and themes repeat themselves and we go through cycles, whether we think about cycles in this lifetime or uh, throughout our uh, experience as an immortal soul. And uh, one that I have recently become more enamored with is uh, the magician. Um, which I associate uh, literally with um, becoming aware of our power and how much power our thoughts, our feelings, our actions um, have. And once we become conscious of them, we realize, actually, I'm not, there can be times when things are out of my control, but I can also be in control. I'm not just a puppet on a string. So uh, there's beauty I'm, uh, in both uh, walking into the unknown, but also at the same time, recognizing that you are very well endowed with tools that exist within you, um, not external props, 
um, I don't know, not necessarily uh, external kind of like um, measures of, uh, of, of success or knowledge, but literally your heart, your energy, your mind, your emotions, these are the most powerful tools that no one can take away from you and you decide how to use them. So I do see it as very empowering. That's really beautiful. I love this card as well. This is like the radiance that you, like the attraction. And I feel like this is the moment when like, when you sit down and you just really work through your um, just like energy and what you're feeling everything starts changing around you because your energy starts changing around you uh, so this is definitely something I've been doing more and more just sitting down and just working on myself my energy how I show up in the world um, yeah and the world can match that yes um, Alex it was wonderful talking to you any last thoughts that you want to that you want to share uh, last thought that I would say is open the window of opportunity. So when you're manifesting something or even just thinking about changing your life, any aspect of your life, I feel like the starting point is admitting that you're ready to change something and sometimes even admitting that you don't know how you're going to change something or how something is going to manifest is this big step to take. So even just how you think, um, I think the, the world really responds to certainty. So if you become certain that you're ready to bring something to your life or that you're ready to change something and start thinking, okay, how can I make this happen? Uh, I am ready to change that. I am ready to bring that to my life and you start paying attention to the things and messages that are starting to show up. Um, like that is, the, that is really, uh, really the journey. So become certain of what you want, open the window of opportunity by asking these empowering questions, pay messages to, to what's showing up, what life is telling you, um, and believe that it can happen. Uh, you know, that you're worthy of it, uh, that life is supporting you um, and that things really can can happen and they can manifest uh, in your life. You have inspired us all in pure Sagittarian fashion. You have brought uh, faith into our lives. Um, it was it was absolutely um fantastic doing this with you Alex and thank you once again for accepting my uh, my invitation um, for everyone who wants to follow Alex can you let us know your your uh, social media handle on Instagram I don't know it off the top of my of my head uh, my Instagram is Alex Pawowska. I'm fabulous I'm also going to add it into the uh, description box thank you for doing this uh, Thank you all for tuning in and uh, let us know your thoughts. Uh, let us know your thoughts in the comments. Um, let us know your experiences with the manifestation. And if you want to hear more from uh, Alex, please folks comment because I'm going to have to share all of these comments with her and say, look, the world wants to hear more of what you have to say. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Rex. Honestly, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.